Praise the Lord and welcome to our Romans Bible study. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson. Glad to be sharing God's Word with you every Monday morning and Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time. We are presently in chapter 6 of Romans. Today will be part 20 of chapter 6. We have done all the way up to this point pretty much expositorily, one verse at a time and I know it seems sometimes like we may get stuck, but thank God for this teaching. I, I'm just so thankful for what the Lord is revealing to us in these last days. And I want you to know that you, if you've missed any of these teachings, you can go to my YouTube channel, which is Curtis Hutchinson 316, or the website, which is thecrosswaychurch.com, whichever one's easier for you to listen to the messages. And now uh, you can watch the videos or you can just listen to the audio. <clears throat> you can make your choice. And uh, I'm just thankful to be able to uh, have what I have today and be who I am today by the grace of God in Christ Jesus. And I'm so thankful for those of you who follow our teaching and support us financially. We, we uh, appreciate your prayers. We appreciate those of you who give to the ministry where God is really encouraging you and teaching you and being able to bless you through this ministry. And uh, I know many people watch and they will never ever give, but there are those of you who do and you're faithful to do that and I appreciate you for all you do to this ministry, for this ministry, because all of it is as unto the Lord. <clears throat> and we should give <clears throat> where we're being fed, where we're learning the Word of God, where we're being built by the Holy Spirit through the teaching of God's Word as truth in righteousness. And I'm thankful for all the people that that have recognized the the, the gospel and the de determination by a few ministries that are in the earth today that refuse to preach anything else, to know anything else. Uh, we don't just say it because it sounds good and Paul said it. We say it because we mean it. It's not just on the sign. It's not just on the website. <clears throat> when we stand anywhere with the word of God, we declare Christ and him crucified. There are many people that don't understand that. Well, uh, we're praying for them that they would come on board and they would begin to understand that and quit uh, labeling it as just some certain preacher's message. It is the only message God has ever delivered to his people, ever. It is the message that point, all of God's word points to Christ. He is the living word. He said that the scriptures are about him. <clears throat> and what makes the scriptures, James wrote, the scriptures are our perfect law of liberty, that means they must point to Christ and what he did at Calvary to liberate us or they're out of context. See how simple that is? Praise God. And people who disagree with that are still just hung up on, I've got, we've got to do something instead of he did it all. Praise God. So I've got some series out here as I've started doing in these Bible teachings. Each one of these is $25. If you buy three, any of the three that we offer, it's only $60. It helps the ministry. Plus you can help us by giving uh, to put an expositor study Bible into the hands of inmates who are requesting these Bibles and we're presently mailing six a week. Six a week takes $33 a Bible at least, probably a little more than that to get one of these Bibles into their hands. So pray about that. I already know what the Lord's going to tell you to do. He's going to tell you to get involved and help. Amen. Praise God. So here we are today in Romans chapter 6. This is part twenty. 
And today is the 25th of April, 2019. And I like throwing that out there so we'll know when this was recorded and exactly where we are. And we're going to be in verse 16 today in Romans chapter 6. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Romans chapter 6. You've heard it said. I'll repeat it again over and over. Unless you know Romans 6 as it pertains to living for God, living and serving Christ victoriously through faith in the cross daily, you've never been discipled and you're in no way ever going to be. Romans chapter 6 explains really what happened at the cross and really what the object of faith for all human beings has been from before the beginning of time, the lamb slain. God hasn't got another object of faith. It's just Jesus and what he accomplished at Calvary. And we're going to see that Romans chapter 6. And before we get started, make sure you make a mental note of this. In the 6th chapter of Romans, the word sin is used 16 times. 16 times is the word sin used in the 6th chapter of Romans. Only one time is it used as the verb where you actually commit a sin. You do a sin. And that was the previous verse 15 that says, What then shall we commit a sin? Shall we commit sin? Because we're not under the law but under grace, God forbids. We talked about that last week. The rest of the 15 times the word sin is used in this sixth chapter of Romans is the noun which speaks of the person you were born as into this life, the old man, the sin nature. I was thinking about this last night, early this morning before I even arose from the bed. And where did the sin nature come from? God didn't create us with a sin nature. Where did it come from? You know, the sin nature, you know, we actually, when we believed the lie, of Satan. When, when Eve was deceived and because she believed the lie of the enemy and then Adam because he believed the words of his wife that flowed down through Satan, the enemy, then the very nature of that evil one entered into us. And we had something that we didn't have when God created us perfect <clears throat> in his image. We have a sin nature. In the Bible, it's referred to as the sin nature. It's referred to as the old man. And, and again, 15 of the 16 times the word sin, and we're going to really see this today in the 16th verse, it's used as the noun, the person, <clears throat> the sin nature, the old man. Watch this in Romans chapter 6, verse 16. Paul says, don't you know? No, you're not. Don't you know? That to whom ye yield, the word means present, yourselves servants means slaves, to obey his servants, his slaves, you are whom you obey. Whether it's a, the sin nature unto death, which means separation from God, or of obedience unto righteousness. Now, this is going to be a powerful, powerful teaching today. I want you to get your pencil. I want you to get your paper. I want you to write these things down. I want you to uh, meditate on these things and let the Lord uh, put these things in your heart. You know what? I've been preaching and teaching the message of the cross. August will be uh, a, a little over 
uh, 14 years, and just as I began to teach this this letter to the Romans, did it really start to get in and grab a hold of my heart. You can hear it preached, you can hear it taught, and you can occasionally dive in and touch on it, but until you really dive in and teach and study this chapter word for word, verse by verse, you're not going to have it like you need it. I'm talking about when you do, I'm not talking about looking words up that change the definition. If you are, you're looking in the wrong place. But looking up these words from where they really came. <clears throat> You'll have to excuse me this morning, these sinuses, <clears throat> this wonderful spring weather we're having. But we need to know this. And Paul says, don't you know? It's something they didn't know. That to whoever you present yourselves, whoever you yield yourselves, servants, slaves to obey, that's what he's saying here. And notice this, don't forget this. He's writing this to a saved, spirit-filled, born-again, on their way to heaven, people of God. Just because we get saved doesn't mean we're in a place now and God just keeps us no matter what. No, Peter wrote, we're kept by the power of God through faith. That means as, as the Word of God continues to come and we live according to the Word of God in its proper righteous context, then <clears throat> we, can be, we can continue to live and we can continue to experience that grace that comes through proper faith being that in the, of that in the sacrifice of Christ. But you and I are being warned by the Lord through the Apostle Paul and what he wrote that you and I can we before we were saved we couldn't we we had we couldn't choose what we wanted to do we were lost we were the old man we were the darkness the bible says in ephesians 5 we were the darkness we were bound and dominated by the sin nature and the only thing we could do to get out from under that was to believe what christ did at calvary so that we could be crucified and dead, died with him, buried with him and raised to newness of life in him. Hallelujah. And now we have a choice. Now we have a choice. And we're going to see what that choice is in this verse of Scripture today. And I pray that you would ask the Lord right now, Father, give me the bread I need today. I need to see, I need to see this today. Because I want to be changed. I want to know that I'm on the right path. I want to know that I'm not just going through the motions, faking it. Listen, there's going to be many at the, at the great white throne judgment that say, didn't we do this and didn't we do that? And the Lord's going to say, I don't know you. Listen, I don't want to live my life as one big religious fake being lived on, by some experience that took place. The devil can make experiences happen. He can make you cry and, and, and make you think it's God. I want to live my life according to the, the assurance I have in God's word, not a twisted word, but as it relates to the one who became the living word for us. It's always about Jesus and what he did at Calvary or it's off. It's out of context and then I'm just going through the motions. So pay attention today and ask the Lord to give you this, what you desperately need. I know you do. We all do. Don't you know that to whom you present, you give way to, the word written here is yield, you give the right away to. Don't you know that to whom you yield yourselves servants 
to obey. And that word means, that servant means slave. We're born into this life a slave to the sin nature. That's how you got here. That's how you got here. You became a sinner in the Garden of Eden in Adam many, many moons ago. And when you're born by your father and mother who are sinners, you're a sinner when you get here. You don't become a sinner when you commit your first sin. You are a sinner when you get here. Therefore, you just start sinning. You're born with a sin nature. You get here with that because we're the fruit of our mama and daddy in the garden. The Bible says Eve is the mother of all living. That means all have come through Adam and Eve. Those who refuse to believe it are not going to make heaven. Listen, how many people was on the ark? Don't be shocked by the few today that believe, literally believe God's word. The devil through many today will tell you it's old hat. Man, that's old. That's, that's that old stuff. Here's what you need to be. Listen, you need to always remember in the beginning was the word. <laughs> it was before any liar got here. It was before anything. Before any other thing was written, in the beginning was the word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word became flesh. I'm quoting John 1, 1 and 2, and verse 14. Jesus is the, li he was the living Word. He is here before all things. Anything that refutes the Bible is a lie. Even though it be billions that would rise up against a few thousand or whatever the numbers might be, numbers have a picture through the, the, the influence of Satan uh, to make us think that the big numbers must be right. No, the big numbers, Jesus said, are not going to make it. There's going to be few that find this narrow path. There's going to be few that got on the ark in Noah's day. There's going to be few that have made it through all these years. There's going to be few, even when Jesus comes back to, to deliver his people Israel, it's going to be a few, just a few of them. Uh, Two-thirds of them uh, or more is going to already have been wiped out and just a few, it's always just a few, never look at the big numbers because God is not in the big numbers. He's always where that few is because only few are going to find this narrow path. Hallelujah. That means the path of righteousness. Living according to faith and the sacrifice. The only avenue of righteousness and God's all God's words are in righteousness means they must be seen through the sacrifice of Christ for them to be in their proper context to be able to liberate us, to bring the faith that overcomes. See, here's where we've missed it all these years, and I'll get back on track in a minute. See, faith cannot come except I hear the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. But my hearing, this is why Jesus taught, take heed what you hear and how you hear. What you hear has got to be the Word of God in its righteous context. How you hear is through a heart of faith that's believing unto righteousness, the righteous work of Christ. When your faith, that means you're believing from your heart, and that means you're refuting everything else that you've ever trusted in, and your heart, from your heart, you only believe the object, the only object of faith, the only thing God has given you. Is that righteous work of Christ and your faith is there. Now the Holy Spirit can teach you, reveal to you, empower you, and allow you by His power to walk in the Word of God in its righteous context. 
When our faith is not in the cross, faith cannot come from anything we do with the Word. If our faith is not in the sacrifice of Christ, the righteousness of God's Word cannot come. Only the unrighteous, out of context, can come. Listen, if faith is not coming, that means flesh is coming. And flesh, when I sow to the flesh, even if I'm doing it ignorantly, when I sow to the flesh, I'm going to reap corruption. I'm going to lose that desire for God. After a while, I'm going to become bitter. I'm going to become legalistic. Listen, either faith is coming or flesh is corrupting. And faith cannot come unless I'm hearing God in its righteous context. Amen. Think about that. That is very scriptural. And uh, there's a lot taught that through this whole teaching. So go back and listen to it. And some days we just dug in on what I'm talking about. And you need to know that. Praise God. But let's look here at verse 16. Don't you know that to whom you yield, you present, you give way to yourself as being a slave to? Because every person on the planet today is a slave. Lost people and Christians who have no longer who have moved their faith from the cross alone are slaves to the sin nature, the old man. He was crucified at Calvary. He was was put away. Let's look back. Look back, I believe it's verse 6. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with Christ, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that from now on we should not serve, here it comes, make a note of it, the sin nature. Not we shall no longer be a slave to the sin nature. Our faith in Christ and His atoning work at Calvary changed the relationship we had with the law and with the sin nature. Because we're no longer under the law, but under grace, sin can no longer dominate us. Unless we go back to living according to taste not or don't eat this or, or do this on this certain time or, or all these, the, the word of faith, the, the, the government of 12, the anything, all of that, the generational, all curse, all those things that men bring to the table that are not biblical, they're golden calves. And when we trust in those, we're not trusting in Calvary. Calvary is not an object of faith plus. When Christ had by himself purged us from our sins, Hebrews 1 and 3, if you add to what, if you think you have to add to what Christ did for the forgiveness of sins, for the provision and power of God daily, then you are eliminating yourselves from the grace God is offering through that only exclusive avenue and you go back to serving, being a slave to the sin nature. The relationship changes back. Your faith in the cross of Christ is the only thing that put that old man, that sin nature, to death. And death doesn't mean total annihilation. Death just means there's been a separation. Death means there's been a change in relationship. Death means there's been a locational, geographical change. 
When you died with Christ through faith in what he did at Calvary, you became dead to the sin nature. That means separated from it. It no longer dominates you because you're under God's grace. You're under God's prescribed order of victory. What God did in Christ at Calvary, that's God's grace. In Hebrews 2, 9, the Bible says Jesus, by the grace of God, that means what God did in him, tasted death for all men. That's the only avenue of that grace, only that grace that flows through Christ and his righteous work into our lives, not just to get us into the kingdom, but to daily bring the righteous context to our hearts by the Holy Spirit of God's word so that faith can come. Because when faith comes, faith overcomes the world, the attacks of the enemy, the flesh, the every Thing. Faith is how we overcome. Hallelujah. But it's the faith of Jesus Christ who loved us and gave himself for us is how we overcome. Galatians 2.20. So watch this. Don't you know that to whom you yield yourselves slaves to obey, his slaves you are to whom you obey. Whether it's a, and there's only two options here, and again, he's writing this to you and me to save spirit field on our way to heaven, saints of God. Watch this. Whether of the sin nature unto death, separation, or of obedience, faith in Christ, obedience unto righteousness. Think about that. Think about that. Whether, it's, whether we're obeying the sin nature again because we're trusting in something other than Christ being obedient unto death and giving us righteousness, making us servants of righteousness, allowing us to bear forth the fruits of his righteousness, we're only slaves to one of those places. As long as your faith has remained in Christ and his sacrifice, you are a slave by choice because you see and recognize you have a loving, merciful, gracious master who laid his life down so you could be delivered from that dominating old man, the sin nature that had your life destroyed. Let me say it again. The old man, the sin nature, cannot do one good work. He cannot be conformed into the image of Christ. He cannot go to heaven. He has to be put to death. And Jesus died unto that sin nature so that we could be... He did not have a sin nature. All of humanity did. But he died identifying himself with us, representing us as the last Adam, putting away the old man, crucifying him, that whosoever believes in his righteous work of putting away the sin the guilt, the shame of the acts of sin, and also the very nature, the sin nature, the old man who was within us causing us to do all the things we've done that's evil. We were born with it. No choice in that. But you have a choice today. If you're lost, you can believe in Christ and, and, and be unplugged from the sin nature. The relationship changes and you become dead. So that means separated from the sin nature. It still exists, and don't let any preacher tell you the sin nature doesn't exist. If the sin nature didn't exist, we wouldn't have to die. We wouldn't have to go through a death, now physical death, because the sin nature would be completely moved, gone. For, it's, gone it's, not, it's there. It's, it's not there. But that's not the case, my friends. So watch this. We can either serve 
That means be a slave to the sin nature unto death. And I'm talking to Christians right now. This is very important. We can either choose to be a, a slave to the sin nature unto death, which means separate Christians separated from our fellowship from God. Because you're saved, you're on your way to heaven, but you and I, and you need to go back and study the book of Galatians. Galatians chapter 5, 1 through 4, teaches this same thing even more in a more brighter picture that when you move your faith from the sacrifice of Christ, even when you say you don't and you try to add to it, when you add to it, you move your faith. You can't believe in both. Christ either paid it all and it was enough for all things for you or it wasn't. When you add to it, you're telling God, maybe not with your lips but your heart, that wasn't enough. I also have to. And when you do that, you eliminate yourself from grace and that's exactly what the Holy Spirit through the Apostle Paul told the church in Galatia. You have fallen from grace. You're no longer under grace. You're living as though you're back under law, thinking you've got to be circumcised, thinking you've got to do this or do that to have the power of God to be conformed into His image now, to be sanctified. No, it's one faith. It's the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ, hallelujah, that got you in, that'll get you through this life and into the precious doors of heaven one day. Hallelujah. You need to know that. So when we see the word death, we're talking about separation. Paul told the church in Galatia in chapter 1 verse 6, I marvel and it's the Holy Spirit speaking through the apostle Paul I marvel that you so soon removed yourself from him that called you. Think about this. That's right. He'll never leave you or forsake you but you can leave him and forsake him. And it's done this not by committing a sin, but by removing your faith from the cross to the horoscope, the, the, the money you give, the purpose-driven, the government, any program that you're really, tr anything you're trusting in other than the righteous work of Christ, you have fallen from the place God works. God only works in truth. Psalms 33, 4 tells you that in plain writing, for the word of the Lord is right and all his works are done in truth. means he doesn't work outside of truth. Paul revealed that. If you fall from grace, that means you've fallen from the place God is going to move, conform, and continue that perfect work in you. Think about that. And all it takes for that death to begin to operate in our lives, which is separation in our fellowship. And there, there are millions today who think they're in fellowship with God, but if your faith, my friend, is in anything other than the cross of Christ, you are not in fellowship with God. You can pretend. This guy told me one time, he said, you might as well quit telling me about your Christianity and this Jesus stuff. I, he said, I'm a Mormon. My daddy was a Mormon. He died a Mormon. I'm a Mormon. I'll die a Mormon. He said, you can't tell me it's not real. They came to my house. They prayed with me. We cried together. We cried together? I can make you cry. The devil can make you cry. Listen, we don't live by feelings. We don't live by emotions. Thank God for both of them. But we only experience life by faith. 
And that's the faith of Jesus and what he did at Calvary. Outside of that, our faith is wrong. Though I don't care how much scripture we know and can quote for every bad situation that goes on, and it's easy to do that, but if you don't have the righteous context, and you don't if your faith is not in the cross, you are out of fellowship. I don't care how much you raise your hands and worship, you're out of fellowship. Those that worship God must worship him in spirit. That means got to be born again and have that new spirit and heart, but also not just that. Without the second part, the first don't count. You must worship him in truth. The only place he accepts your worship is in truth. And truth has a name, Jesus. And what makes him the truth is what he did at Calvary, his atoning sacrificial work. Outside of that, I am not worshiping God in spirit and in truth. Outside of that, faith is not coming to me. I can quote scripture and make myself feel good about what I quoted and even pretend somebody, pretend somebody got helped. But if I'm not pointing people to Calvary, I'm not pointing them to the place of salvation in any of its aspects. Not the initial salvation, not daily maturity and sanctification. So there's only two places you and I can operate as a child of God. We get to choose the lost world. They're dominated by the sin nature and they don't have a choice. They will stay there dead in their sins, dying in their sins, going to a lake of fire one day unless they repent, receive the grace of God through faith in Christ and what he did at Calvary so that they won't be dominated, servants, slaves to that sin nature anymore and they can become, look, they can begin to serve obedience unto righteousness. And that's the obedience of Christ. He was obedient, humble. He became humble and was obedient unto the death, the death of the cross. His miracles and great teachings didn't save anybody. His death is where he died unto sin. Don't you know the Bible says that? Look at this. Verse 10. We covered it recently. For in that he, Christ, died, he died unto the sin nature once. He didn't have one. He died unto the sin nature because the world, all the world is a slave to the sin nature, dominated by it. I don't care if they've never cursed or been drunk. I don't care if they've never stolen. If they've broken one law, it proves they're guilty. They've told a lie. They've cheated. Whatever that one thing, well, I've never done this and I've never done that, you're still a sinner. You're still dominated by the sin nature and you'll die in your sins unless you ask God to forgive you and you accept the only way out from that bondage, that slavery to the sin nature and that's into the place called Christ through faith in His work for you at the cross. Praise God. Today as Christians, we can either choose and we are. Now this is, this is like the second reformation the church has been in. The second one. Now Martin Luther was 500 years ago. Now we're in another... We're just now learning how to live in victory, how to keep our faith in Christ in His righteous work, not that God us in. Now we've got to uh, speak the word for victory. Now we've got to do this and do that for victory. No, He provided my victory at Calvary. Not so I could go 
earn it now. He earned it for me. It was his righteous work that allowed me to have all that I have. And when my faith is in him and him alone and what he did at Calvary, I'm serving his obedience becomes my obedience and his righteousness becomes my righteous fruit. Praise God. We're out of time. We're already over time, but it gets exciting. Share these messages with others that they might begin to watch. They may begin to listen and God may begin to pour into their lives. Don't forget the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316 and the website, thecrosswaychurch.com. Until Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time, I'll see you and God bless you and stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. God bless.